Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. Lots to get to. Appreciate you taking the time. Three big interviews today. We've got Dinesh D'Souza, movie maker, author. His new movie, 2000 Mules, coming out in just a few days. And uh, we'll, we're going to fill you in on what he found out in that movie. And i got to tell you something, man. It's going to make you rethink everything you thought you knew about 2020 in that election. Also, part two with Devin Nunes. He is the CEO of Truth Social and uh, former representative, former judge, Ted Poe. So make sure you stick around for that as well. It's the Joe Pag Show coming your way on a Wednesday. Carrie, how you doing? I'm okay. You are. I agree. Polo making it happen? Sam in the his house? Hump to bump is what this is by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Break it down. Cabot catch. Raise the roof. You know what I'm saying? Shaky arm. I don't know what that is. The wave, maybe? A little bit of that. No? You're saying no, then? Carrie, you gonna have any fun? No? no. Gonna have them? No. You're anti-fun as usual. Ain't no fun. There you go, a little Wednesday action for you. It is a hump day downhill to the weekend from here. Uh, so, Carrie, the freakout continues on Twitter is what you're telling me. The, the freakout by the left is continuing, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's kind of amusing, to be honest with you, because they're basically admitting what they've been doing on Twitter for a long time, and now they have a problem with it. Now they're like, well, wait a second, the other side can't do it. And, and you know what? The other side isn't trying to do it. I'm a conservative guy. I don't want the left to be squelched on Twitter. I've never wanted that. I would like them to be heard, but I always wanted to make sure that I was heard as well. And I wasn't because they they literally were using this tool to sway elections and to stop people from following a guy like me or or somebody like Dinesh or, or Devin Nunes or whatever. So the view today, and I don't know who this person is. Let me let me fast forward to what her CG says. Amber Ruffin, Do we should we know who Amber Ruffin is? Um, I do not. Don't know who that Paul, is. you know, is this an actress or somebody? Amber Ruffin? She's a, an attractive lady. I don't know who she is. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know who that is. Sam Amber Ruffin? Anything on, on Amber? No idea. No clue either. But she's at Amber Ruffin on Twitter. But this is her comment. Okay. Now, Elon Musk is the richest guy on the planet. Carrie, what was the latest number? It's over $200 billion, right? Oh, yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah, you don't really know the actual <laughs> net worth. He paid 10 or $15 billion in taxes, the most any individual has ever paid in taxes. This is the wise remark that this Amber Ruffin person had for Elon Musk buying Twitter. If you have $44 billion and you use it to buy Twitter... You make bad decisions. So let's just stop it there because he's about to get a big round of applause for saying something that stupid. Now, that was really stupid. Now, Carrie, if you're worth $200 billion plus, Mm -hmm. you're sending people as a private company into space on SpaceX, Mm -hmm. and you are the owner-operator of Tesla, and you are one of the founders of PayPal. Is that somebody who's not smart? 
Somebody who doesn't make good decisions. I'm going to say think? that somebody who makes great decisions and who's quite wait a second, Amber Ruffin, whoever this is. Well, when you become has a made the billionaire, decision. it's not by mistake. Um, what? Yeah. He didn't wake up one day and just have two hundred bill. No, he did not. Get out of here. Mm-mm. So, so again, I don't know who Amber Ruffin is, but she's speaking in such a way that she knows she's going to get a reaction from the audience. And it's almost exactly how she does it. Let's do it again. And the audience, a bunch of drones who want to, hey, hey, Bob, did you hear me clap on the air? I clap really loud in that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's who, what they're hoping to get. To. Let, let's play what Amber Ruffin says again because it's just that dumb. If you have $44 billion and you use it to buy Twitter... You make bad decisions. That we have all the cash. Right. Woo. I mean, Paul put hunger. It's all about but he doesn't know what to do with it. It's the same as that other thing. The two of them went into space because they have no other ideas about what to do with their money. Okay, so now Joy Behar jumps in, who's only in it for the money. Um, and she decides to say that, same as Bezos, he went into space too, doesn't know what to do with the money. So they did this because this Amber Ruffin was drowned out by the laughter and by the Sonny Hostins. Oh, I could not agree. Woo! Um, she says, you could have made a dent in world hunger. So just so I understand, the left now has made the leap that if you're successful, more successful than I, I think you should be, then you should do something about world hunger because you've accrued too much personal wealth. Doesn't matter that you're the SpaceX guy. doesn't matter that you're the PayPal guy. doesn't matter that you're the, the Tesla guy. doesn't matter that you're the guy who is making this money because you're doing things right business-wise. None of that matters. What matters is you now have accrued more than I think you should. doesn't matter that Obama's buying a $20 million mansion here, another one over in Hawaii, another one over, what, 6 to $8 million in Washington. None of that matters because that's not $200 billion. Nobody should question whether he's charitable at all with his stuff. Nobody should question any Soros. Is he being charitable or is he buying prosecutors' offices? It doesn't matter if he's not being charitable because he's on the right side. See, here's where these people have really screwed it up. And I mean this. They've screwed this up because they think that he's a conservative. Carrie, before you ever heard about him buying Twitter, did you think that he was a conservative? Uh, No, I didn't. Hey, Paula, you're not really in politics, but you hear me yap every day. Did you think he was a conservative, like a Rush or a, maybe a me? Uh, no, especially since he was, you know, making the electric cars and all that stuff. I mean, it seemed right. Was, yeah. Perfect point. Hey, quick, quick Sam, question, did you think though. he was conservative? Hold on, hold on. Okay. Sam, I just want to, do you think that he was? Because I know that you and Evan are big fans of this guy. We are big fans. And I think that he's a libertarian if I had to put a label on him, but I don't think he's ever actually talked about his political views. Exactly right. Paula, go ahead. I was going to say, all these people that are laughing, don't they all have Twitter? Yes. As she was speaking, they were putting up the Twitter handles for the people that were speaking. You're exactly right. And Polo gets the, the, the gold star for the really important point of the day. Elon Musk, before this, was their golden child. They're getting rid of fossil fuels. They're getting rid of the internal combustion engine. They're getting rid of, of dirty coal and dirty fuel and fracking. And the way you do that is buy an EV. What Pete Buttigieg had to say, horrible, horrible mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and gay. He's, he's gay. You have to say that every time you mention Pete Buttigieg. Um, who are you going to buy the EV? you going to only go buy a Prius? 
Are there a bunch of, of electric, electric vehicles available that I don't know about? Or is Tesla the vehicle that they were all pushing us to go and buy, which would have enriched Elon Musk more, which was perfectly fine before he came out as this Rush Limbaugh incarnate? He's not. He's not a conservative guy. He's a libertarian. He believes in freedom. He believes if you have the freedom to speak, then you should have the freedom to speak. He believes that if you have the freedom to travel, then you should. If you have the freedom of thought, then you should have that freedom of thought. So he has not ever been on the opposing side of these idiots that are all attacking him now. But I have rarely heard something as stupid as if you have $44 billion and you use it to buy Twitter, then you make bad decisions. That's the probably the one guy on the planet that you can say doesn't make bad decisions, save for maybe the fact that he dated Amber Heard for a while. I mean, uh, Carrie, we could probably say that might have been a questionable decision. Mm, I, yeah, I would go with that. Watching the trial. Yeah. Paul, you agree with that? That's kind of questionable, that. no? I mean, there's also the woman he had the kids with. And the kids' names are like Pi or something, right? It's like, like XYZ, Seven, yeah. Niner, yeah. I don't know. Sam, anything? I mean, I think... Two weeks ago, everyone loved this guy, and now it's normal to hate him. I don't know why. What's funny is, two weeks ago, Twitter was owned by billionaires. <laughs> you know what I mean, Carrie? It's not like billionaires didn't own it before. Right? Yeah. Jack is a billionaire. How come Do Jack isn't all... solving world hunger? <laughs> I mean, Nobody ever told him to. I know. I guess, I guess you have to. You needed this person I'd never heard of before to tell him to take a mm. dent out of world hunger. Because somehow, if you're successful enough and move up via meritocracy, you are on the hook to solve world hunger. Oh, and by the way, throwing billions of dollars at, at issues like world hunger has never worked anyway because the people who manage the hunger programs are the ones that get the money and the actual hungry may not get as much. It's just like the homeless situation in California that we talk about all the time. They sent they 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 threw twelve or thirteen billion dollars at it, and there are more homeless now than before. Why is that? Because the homeless never got it; they got a very small portion of it. Those who handled the money got the money. Now, with all that in mind, the freakout continues. The left saying that Elon Musk will do what they did all these years on Twitter, which is not true. He hasn't made any indication that he will. Now, there's going to be what a disinformation bureau. Do you have something on this? Yep. Uh, this is from Fox News. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas testified Wednesday that the Department of Homeland Security is creating a disinformation governance board to combat misinformation ahead of the 2022 midterms. Mayorkas appeared before the House Appropriations Subcommittee to discuss the fiscal 2023 budget for the Department of Homeland Security. Representative Lauren Underwood, a Democrat from Illinois, cited reports on how minority communities are being targeted in misinformation campaigns and asked Mayorkas what DHS will do to address it. And Mayorkas said a disinformation governance board has recently been created and will be led by Undersecretary for Policy Rob Silvers, co-chair with Principal Deputy General Counsel Jennifer Gaskill. The goal is to bring the resources of DHS together to address this threat, Mayorka said, adding the department's focused on the spread of disinformation in minority communities. Fox News has reached out to DHS seeking more information on the board. Hours later, Politico reported Nina Jankowicz, who previously served as a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center, will head the board as executive director. Uh, what's the board called? The... the Disinformation Governance Board. Disinformation Governance Board. Okay. 
the disinformation governance board is something that's being added in the United States of America. It's a disinformation bureau. It is going to be a group of people handpicked by the current government, which is run by Joe Biden or whoever's running Joe Biden, and it's going to be handpicked by them and by Mayorkas to squelch free speech. The disinformation governance board is the same thing Soviet, the Soviet Russians did for many, many decades in shutting down any redress brought by the people, any freedom seeking by the people. You'd be sent to the gulag. You would disappear. You would die. You'd go to prison forever. Same thing in Cuba. Same thing in, in North Korea happens today. Same thing in China happens today. Just go and look at Tiananmen Square in the late 80s. Go and look at Hong Kong last year, two years ago. Go and look at Shanghai right now. A disinformation governance board is a speech police. That's what it is. And they're literally starting one in the United States of America. This is Stalinistic. This is Mussolini-like. This is Hitler-like. And they think this is okay. We're just going to accept it. As if there are a few people in this country that know information from disinformation, information from misinformation, and the rest of us are a bunch of idiots. You know, they, they banned people from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all these other places because they dared say hydroxychloroquine works. Well, it does. They dared say ivermectin works. Well, it does. They dared say that there were side effects to the shots. There are. They dared say that there are mutations of the original coronavirus because people are vaccinated or take the shot and the virus mutates so it can still affect people. And people who are vaccinated still get it. That's a fact. The Disinformation Governance Board might not let me say any of what I just said. Are you okay with that? I'm not. That's a major problem. And yet they're doing it, and they're doing it as if we have no say. We do have a say. We're the United States of the United States of, of America. I was going to say of something America, but I, I can't say it on the radio. We are bigger and better than that. We believe in freedom and liberty. We believe, we believe in free speech, which is why it's in the First Amendment. The First Amendment they could think of was speech and religion and press and assembly. And then the Second Amendment said, you can bear arms if they try to screw up at the First Amendment. Come on, man. We have a disinformation governance board now? You can kiss my ass. And that's not disinformation. I really I would like for you to pucker up and do so. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Hi, right, great to have you. Thanks for stopping by. I'm editing videotape, Polo. You did not catch something on a hot mic. He made a face. He made a face. I, I don't blame you. That kind of sounded interesting. That's me in slow motion is what that was. Everybody hear that? Was it, Everybody get a good, good kick out of that one? Yeah, I was wondering what that was. Or it was Carrie. It could have been Carrie. What were you Carrie. eating or drinking? Uh, mm-hmm. wasn't eating or drinking. I was mm-hmm. editing a video. Okay, I'll play. I'll play. I'll do it again. Listen. Yeah, pretty pretty much what it is. Now nah, you you don't really know what they sound like unless they're yours, which we have to deal with a lot. Anyway, eight 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 nine four one Pags eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. 
JoePags.com. Definitely want to hear from you. A disinformation governance board is extremely uh, Nazi-like. It just is. Yeah, you know, it used to be you couldn't say the word Nazi because then you were horrible and you and you were being anti-Semitic or something. No, no, no. You can act like a Nazi and not be somebody who does the Holocaust. The Nazis didn't get in power, you know, by killing a bunch of people. They got into power by controlling the information, by controlling the people, by controlling the weapons, by lying to the people. And then they did their dastardly deeds. Make sure you get it right. This is a, a tactic like a fascist would put uh, out there. But then again, we're not surprised because the left are, are a bunch of fascists. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Definitely want to hear from you. Got to tell you about Newsmax. Newsmax getting it done right. Also looking out for you. In uh, you know, we just had a pretty pretty bad storm yesterday or the day before. A lot of you faced bad storms. Your electric could go out uh, with the power out, the internet out, the lights out. You don't know what the heck you're doing. You need an emergency radio, um, and and federal agencies urge you to have one for your family. These emergency radios are available for free right now at Newsmax. I watch the channel all the time. I also read their magazine all the time, Newsmax magazine. Great publication with Dick Morris, Bill O'Reilly, Mike Reagan, Dr. Laura, and more. They want to get. You, the World Band Emergency Radio for free with Newsmax Magazine. It's a powerful radio, works during any emergency. It doesn't need batteries. It's got a hand crank, super LED flashlight. The radio includes NOAA weather band, long-range AM receiver, FM band, and even a USB for cell phones. This Dynamo Emergency Radio retails for $30. You can get it for free with a discounted Newsmax Magazine subscription. Newsmax is news you can trust, so go now to gettheradio.com. GetTheRadio.com or call toll-free 800-NEWSMAX, 800-NEWSMAX. The free radio could save your life. Quantities are limited, so order today. Uh, let me go to the phone lines. Appreciate you taking the time. AJ! Big time Motown dopags on a Wednesday. Talk Come to me, on. AJ. Come on, hey, AJ. You know what? Hey, hey, Motown, maybe it's good Elon Musk bought that dang on Twitter because it's filtering out all them left-wing liberal hacks right. that's in there. They leaving. Wait a minute. They supposed to be leaving town when Trump uh, won election. They supposed to be leaving town if he bought the dang on uh, Twitter. Uh, look like they leaving, but they just leaving the dang on issue here. Come on now. Which one is it? And then we worry now. You know I ramble. We worried about Biden five point two million. How is Biden making it? Motown? How is it that anybody can make that kind of money in months and nobody said anything? Millions in months. You, you can't make uh, Motown. How long did it take to make a million? You know, if you're working, how long would it take? A long time. Come on. Yep. A long time. And Biden making it monthly, monthly. This man bringing in millions monthly. No, he didn't know. Nobody looking. No, at he it. didn't know anything about it. AJ, he he knew nothing about any of that stuff. He didn't know nothing about it. <laughs> and, oh, the, and the, and the, the left says it, <laughs> and we're just supposed to believe it, like it's true. It's not. It's a major problem. Well. It, well, it's like that invisible handshake he had. Right. I guess nobody's supposed to, it's supposed to be invisible that he didn't make that kind of money. I mean, uh, come on, people. Media, get on your jobs. You know, doggone well. And leave Trump alone and get on your jobs on the real criminals and the treasonous crooks we got out here. Motown, we got to be ready because they getting ready to do some serious cheating. Because it looks like a red wave might go. But I'm going to hold my thought on that because... I've got to watch the Republicans. See how AJ, make sure, I'm almost out of time. Make sure you see uh, 2,000 Mules. Make sure you see that movie by Dinesh. Oh, you're yeah. going to like it. You're going to be happy when it comes to the election. I, I love you, brother. we got to go. All right. Love you, man.
Uh, there you go. AJ, get it done from Houston. We love him. He's been calling my show for about 15 years. Keep it here. Ted Poe when we come back. This is the Joe Pag Show. Hey, thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. Always glad to have back former judge, former U.S. Representative, District 2 Republican, the great state of Texas. It's Ted Poe. Ted, how are you? I'm doing great, Joe. You are doing great. I agree with you. So um, we were just talking beforehand, and, and again, I'm sorry I made you listen to my stupid parody. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like <laughs> like once a month, I get to play it for somebody who likes it. All right, so that's good. Um, uh, we have to get into the border. Ted, you've been down the border a million different times. If I had somebody that I wanted to name the DHS secretary or the border czar, I would turn to Ted Poe, and I mean that sincerely. You you have great knowledge on, on human trafficking, drug trafficking, sex trafficking, the cartels making millions of dollars every day off of the backs of people that are walking 1,200 miles or whatever it is, and the fact that it's so open and so porous and these people are being treated better than Americans, they're being treated better than those who are legally coming to this country. What are your thoughts on, Ted, it's gotten worse over the past month, and we talked about this a month ago. What are your thoughts? What are we doing? The invasion continues, and more and more people are coming over here. They are not stupid. They realize that if they get into the United States, uh, the administration is going to take care of them. Take them anywhere they want to go in the United States, take care of their medical needs, take care of their financial needs, uh, not test them for COVID, and they can go wherever they want to and get some taxpayer money to boot. Uh, They know that, and they're coming from everywhere. I think the other day there were over 150 countries that came in just in the last month, uh, different people from 150 different countries, and we're getting a lot of bad people coming into the United States to that drug cartels are coming in with loads and loads of drugs and smuggling people. And I'm not, I mean by uh, smuggling is, is what they do, just bringing them across and they have to pay usually, usually about $5,000. And then you have trafficking, which is they're bringing people across, primarily young women and uh, adult women, so that they can traffic them, sex traffic them, and labor traffic them throughout the United States. They're very organized and let me tell you something. The drug cartels and the criminal international criminal gangs are the only people making money off of open borders. Right. And it's a, an invasion in the U.S. And here we got the administration is all worried about the invasion of Ukraine by the Russians. But administration doesn't care a thing about the invasion of the United States by millions of people coming in and I think the administration is missing in action. They're watching the wrong border. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. It's Ted Poe. Uh, Ted, here's what's interesting about what you just said. You said a lot there. Um, you've got people who are being sex trafficked. They're drug traffickers, drug mules. We had a Texas National Guardsman die the other day, saving two people from drowning in the Rio Grande, and they were allegedly bringing drugs across the border. You've got people, up to 100,000 Americans a year now, dying from fentanyl and other drug poisoning. I don't even want to call them overdoses anymore. They're being poisoned by this garbage that's being brought across the border that originates back in China. 
So the left, when they say they're compassionate and that they're only doing this because of, uh, out of compassion, Ted, that's a lie. We know that they're not. They know that Americans are dying because of this. They know that Americans are being treated worse than illegal aliens are being treated. We know that they're handing them $600 on a card and a brand new smartphone when they get here and say, okay, have a nice day. So it's, if it's not for compassion, and it's not, I think you and I agree, why is the left doing it? What do they hope to gain by doing this? Latinos or those who are Hispanic in ethnicity who are Americans, they're not for open borders, Ted. So why are they doing it? I think they're doing it. My personal opinion is they want to get more Democrat votes down the road. And by rewarding people who are invading the United States, they assume those people will vote Democrat when they get the chance to vote for it. And I think that it's, it boils down to that. It's not compassion. It certainly is not compassion on the way uh, people are being brought into the United States. It's not a compassion on Americans. And as you mentioned, 100,000 Americans died. You call it poisoning, over drug overdose. And those drugs are all coming in from the southern border, crossing into the United States. And uh, the drug traffickers, the criminal gangs, uh, they're laughing at the United States. I think other countries are laughing at it. Step back and look at this. And what history is history going to say? The United States said, everybody come across, bring whatever you want to. You can be a, a criminal in your own country. Just come on over and we're going to take care of you. That is absurd. No country on earth would make that decision except the United States. Third world countries protect their borders better than we do. And I think it's all political. It has nothing to do right. with compassion of anybody. And this, you know, as Texas National Guardsman Bishop Evans, he's 22. I think he's from Arlington, Texas. Yep. Here he is. He's trying to help a couple of guys get across the river. Thought maybe they were drowning or whatever. Turned out they were probably drug dealers of some type. And he ends up drowning. I think there needs to hope we get the investigation to see how he drowned and what caused his drowning. And that that is happening on the southern border. You have to stop people from coming across into the United States. Don't let them come in and then it's become our problem. And then what are we going to do with them? That's the decision. We should patrol the middle of the river, not allow people to cross the river into the United States or the land border in Arizona, for example, is a place. Stop them at the border. Don't let them into the United States. It's Ted Poe, former U.S. representative, former Judge Ted Poe. Always appreciate the knowledge. I had Carrie Lake on the other day. She's running for governor of Arizona. She says as governor, she will physically stop them from coming in. Uh, and I said, well, Carrie, according to the Constitution, that's the purview of the federal government. Can you do that job if they're not doing it? And she cited something, Article 1 and then maybe maybe Section tw uh, 10 or something like that, and I'd have to look it up, that says if they're derelict in their duties, then the states do have the ability to stop an invasion. Ted, should should uh, the border states, should Texas and Abbott, should uh, Arizona, should New Mexico, should California physically stop them with firearms that are loaded and say, if you come any closer, you're going to get shot. Do not come here. Do they have that right if the federal government is derelict in their duties? My personal opinion is yes. The states have the right to prevent an invasion into their state. And that's what it is, right? That's what's happening. It is an invasion into their into the United States, into our specific states. They have that right to do that. That's my opinion. Now, I know there's a lot of people who disagree with that, but I think the state has that authority to prevent an invasion into the state. Let's talk about Title 42. Uh, the Biden administration is lying. Um, I believe Title 42 was originated in the in the Carter administration. I could be wrong, but I think that's when it was. 
Title 42 just says legal, illegal, anybody who wants to come here, um, you have to make sure that you're healthy and that you will not damage or harm health-wise or medically the American people. If you aren't healthy, you get sent back directly. Title 42 was not in place until Trump sat down, called the CDC and said, hey, I want Title 42. CDC said, yes, sir, Mr. President. Now, Biden and Saki are saying that the CDC gets to decide whether we keep Title 42 and they don't think we should keep it. That's not how it works, is it, Ted? The CDC can tell the President of the United States, we're getting rid of Title 42 and you have no say? <laughs> That's absurd. You know, the uh, the CDC does not run the country. Really? Uh, I didn't know, because over the, the past two the, years, the, you, you kind of the, think they, they do. do. <laughs> well, they think they do. That's right. certainly, Fauci said the other day, the judges shouldn't rule, uh, make decisions about the the COVID vaccine right. or mask, because that's a decision for the CDC to make. Let me tell you something. Everybody's subject to the laws of the, the United States, and that includes the CDC, and decisions about the law are judged by judges. Right. The CDC is not running the country. Now, Biden may have tried to give his authority to Fauci or the CDC, but the country is not to be run by the CDC. They don't have that authority. They can give advice to the president. The president's supposed to execute the laws, fulfill the laws, make sure that the laws are administered. Right. That is the job of the president of the United States. And if some some of us actually took civics, I don't know if they teach that anymore. No. But you know, the legislature's supposed to legislative body, Congress supposed to write those laws and executive branches to fulfill the obligation to enforce those laws. And judges, judicial branch, rules on the laws and whether they're proper and unconstitutional or not. It's it's that way. The CDC doesn't have a vote. The CDC could give guidance. They can give recommendations. They can stomp up and down and throw a temper tantrum. But you're right. If I'm hearing you right, and this is crazy, but the legislature would have to say, we're going we're gonna to pass a law that says you've got to wear masks on planes. We're going to pass a law that says you've got to wear masks in a movie theater. And then if it passes the House and Senate, the president can either sign it, not sign it, or veto it. Uh, and, and those are his three options because the, the second one's a pocket veto. If it goes through and becomes law, then we challenge it in court and the courts say, nope, this isn't constitutional. So the court in Florida, because all of a sudden it's a 35-year-old woman who had no right to say anything about anything because she's not 82-year-old Fauci. Um, she, she decided, Hey, this isn't a law. What are you guys talking about? You can't mandate this. This doesn't make any sense. You haven't made the case and it's, it hasn't gone through the pro- the proper channels. That's literally what she said, Ted. And she's been attacked now for the better part of three weeks. Oh yes. That, and that's what she said. She said the procedure was wrong for the CDC to make this decision. That's the bottom line. And it was wrong because the CDC didn't follow the rule of law and how this uh, edict that came down out of the CDC and Fauci, Lord Fauci, as some people call it, Lord had, Fauci. Made, had made this decision, and uh, it's not their prerogative to do so. And the judge was right in her in her decision. I think it was a pretty simple decision to make. And then the Biden administration says, we're not sure if we're going to challenge the ruling. Let's wait till the CDC tells us if we should. Again, the CDC isn't <laughs> running anything. It's so stupid. The CDC says, yeah, here's a wink and a nod, Joe. Go and challenge this. And I think they're going to lose in the higher courts as well. It's Judge Ted Poe, former Representative Ted Poe, great guy Ted Poe. Holy crap, look at the facial hair, Ted Poe. All right, so uh, also also Ukraine experts. So let's go from our border, and you made a quick mention of the Ukrainian border. We are sending 
billions of dollars to Zelensky to protect his borders, to protect his people. And Ted, neither you nor I want women and children and civilians killed in whatever the hell this conflict is, but we're sending billions of dollars as we ignore our own border. Does that make any sense? And before we started today, you said you thought it was a diversion. How so? I think it's a diversion by the administration for all of the incompetence that the administration uh, is, that is occurring in the United States. Every decision that the administration has made in the last year has been the bad, bad decision for the United States. Right. Uh, and I think it's a diversion from all of the problems that we have, whether it's crime, whether it's the lack of energy, whether it's the, the border open, the, uh, our open borders, inflation. You can go down the list and name all of the problems in the United States that's caused by Biden's administration. This is a diversion. Maybe people will forget about all of our problems if we just do something for the Ukrainians where just a few months ago, most Americans didn't even know where Ukraine was. And uh, I think it's a diversion. And I don't know. I, I'm asking this question. I don't know what the tr answer is. Yeah. All of this with Ukraine and the, the Bidens and uh, Hunter Biden and all of the uh, influence Ukraine and Hunter Biden have had and working together before uh, this president took office. Right. You think any of this is payback to uh, uh, the Ukrainians, the Ukrainians for uh, the relationship with the Bidens and the country of Ukraine? That. That's my question. Well, there was a, listen, there, there was a lot of corruption going on. Biden was right in the middle of it. Somehow, out of the blue, Obama says, hey, why don't you go take care of, of Ukraine? We know that he spent time golfing and meeting and hanging out with the bosses at Burisma that hired his son for a million dollars a year. He lied and said that he'd never met them. We have photographic proof that he knew them and knew them well. We also have Hunter Biden's laptop that everybody admits was his laptop and text messages saying, I gave 50% to my father. I bumped 10% up to the big guy. I mean, constantly. Joe Biden's hands are in this. I talked to Rudy Giuliani about this, Ted. He thinks it's a RICO case because Biden was the was the the mob boss and he was directing all these people, his brother, his sister, his sons, everybody else. So the idea that we don't know much about this yet and it's just sort of slow rolling out is very interesting because I think you make a good point. Does Russia have the dirt on Biden? Is that why we're not really jumping up and down uh, and not really doing anything to stop them? Does Zelensky have all the goods and, and we'd be okay if Zelensky disappears? I mean, I don't know what to think of it other than we know what I just said about Hunter Biden's laptop is true. And also, Ted, what about that videotape of Joe Biden saying, I basically extorted them for a billion dollars to fire a prosecutor? That's he, right. He admitted it. proud of it. So, 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 I mean, so what, I mean, if you had to, I know you don't like hypotheticals very much as a former judge, but if you had to make some sort of a, a decision about what might be going on, I mean, Biden is, is, is knee deep in this, isn't he? It appears to me he's knee deep in it and it could be payback for a previous relationship with Ukraine. And now that the United States is going to come in and help the Ukrainian nation out with their war against uh, Russia. And so I don't know. It just smells, it smells bad. It and, does. Uh, and, of course, Biden was in charge of Ukraine. And he's also he was in charge of China when he was vice president of the United States. He had both of those. And and we see all of the what I think corruption between uh, China and the, the Bidens and, of course, Ukraine and the Biden. Just my opinion. And, and, and Russia true. and the Bidens. I mean, let's not forget the, the mayor of Moscow's wife sent three and a half million dollars to Hunter. Why? Nobody's allowed to know the answer to that. It's Ted uh, Ted Poe. At Judge uh, Ted Poe over on Twitter. I just Twitter. wish that the Bidens were as interested in the United States as they are in Ukraine. No, no, I, I don't think I don't think they're interested, interested in Ukraine or China or Russia or Kazakhstan, where they've got ties to. I think they're interested in the dollar. I think they're interested in the money they were making on all those things. And hopefully, we can find out one day, Ted, exactly.
exactly what that is. I, just give me a quick minute, if you don't mind, on Elon Musk causing the left to freak out. The left has controlled <laughs> Twitter forever since 2008, 2009. They have squelched people like you and me. They hid Hunter Biden's laptop. They deleted the New York Post to make sure that story didn't get out. They actually, um, um, I think, their leverage and, and their abilities changed the outcome of an election in 2020. What are your thoughts about the freak out we're seeing from them? Well, they're jumping out the windows. And they're <laughs> jumping out the windows because... Uh, there may actually be um, uh, a way to have free speech in the United States. What? And I think it's actually the I think free the speech. What? Been, Come on, the, Ted. We can't the do that. Been called out. They're opposed to democracy. You know, and they they want to control everything we do, control what we say. They're opposed to free speech. That is their whole platform. Is you got to do it our way, or you're going to be in trouble. And Free speech is something that they're totally opposed to. They're not, they don't believe in democracy. They right. believe in tyranny. They want to make the United States a third world country where the person in charge, whatever, whoever that is, can say whatever they want to say. And you cannot disagree with that person. And they want to silence anybody. This is old Stalinist tactics. And the, I think they have been found out about what they want in the United States and what they've had for years. And now we have maybe an avenue where there is a flicker of free speech in America. And Americans who believe in talking about these issues are happy. And yes. the people who don't want to talk about it, except do it our way, or you're going to be shamed and yelled at, prosecuted, whatever. Uh, and they can't handle it. They can't handle the truth, I guess would be a good phrase. Anyway, that's a good line from a good movie. <laughs> Ted, I appreciate you. Uh, go follow him right now at, at Judge Ted Poe. It's Ted Poe, former District 2 Republican, great state of Texas, and also a good friend of mine. Ted, thanks a million. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you, Joe. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Hi, great to have you here. I appreciate you. I appreciate uh, Ted Poe coming on. I'm going to tell you about Novo. Novo is amazing. Fortune favors the bold, the strong, the brave for your business to break out of anything holding you back. You need business checking as brave as you are. Introducing Novo Business Checking. Novo is a powerfully simple business checking. And unlike traditional banking, Novo has no minimum balances, no transaction limits, no hidden fees. Instead of a one-size-fits-all approach, Novo is customized to your business to save you time and free of cash flow. With seamless integrations to Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks Online, and more, sign up for Novo for free and join the community of over 150,000 fearless small businesses who found the customizable business checking solution that admires their brave. Sign up for free. Your free business checking that is right now, novo.co slash PAGS. Again, plus because you listen to my program, get access to over $5,000 in perks, in perks and discounts. Novo.co slash PAGS, N-O-V-O dot C-O slash P-A-G-S. Sign up for free. Novo platform is a fintech, not a bank. Banking services provided by Middlesex. Federal savings, F-A, member, FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Keep it here. You're listening to Joe PAGS.